36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of week, yes, for our Sunday conversation. So like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, because today via telephone, we have uh, a great, great uh, human being, an outstanding man, father, husband, but uh, we're not going to let the cat out of the bag quite yet before we get in that. But before we do, I got to make sure that we pay the bills that keeps us on the air. So we want to thank our title sponsor once again, none other than Mr. Curtis Jackson, your independent broker agent and benefits coordinator. So if you're for your insurance needs in North Carolina and now serving Southern Virginia, please reach out to Mr. Curtis Jackson, area code 919-614-5796. And we just want to thank him and his staff for his continued support of basketball more in the game. So you say, Coach Goins, man, what's popping? Listen, I'm so glad, glad to be back in the great Commonwealth of Virginia, been on the road, uh, you know, had to uh, shoot, uh, shoot back to North Carolina. Uh, unfortunately, had to go down to Coach Capel's funeral. I saw a lot of great guys, but again, uh, Coach, we just thank you, and this show is definitely dedicated uh, to Coach Capel and his family. So without further ado, we want to welcome, I tell you what, it is, you know, how how do I put this into words, but besides just going in and saying what's on my heart, uh, a true, true friend in every sense of the word, a, a man that I've always looked up to, somebody that I've always been able to confine in my entire life, but none other than Mr. Eric Saunders from Southern Pines, North Carolina. Eric, we'd like to welcome you to basketball more in the game. Coach, uh, it's wonderful to be on with you, and uh, it's just as much of an honor uh, for you to have me. I really appreciate it. You know what, folks? Uh, you know, you, you go through life, and and you learn, and and, and you, you you meet people, and and and, and as as the old go as the old saying goes, you know, sometimes you you don't uh, you don't miss your well uh, until you you don't miss the water until your well runs dry. You know, as we go through life, and and that's what we're going to be talking about today in today's episode as we get to. For you all to know who this uh, this kind gentleman on the show is, but you know his his mother and father, you know they were great friends of my mother and father and my aunts and uncles, and and we grew up in a great town of Southern Pines, North Carolina. We're gonna talk about that uh, a little bit, but uh, more importantly, uh, we just want to uh, before we actually get into the, the podcast, we want to thank our continued supporters all around the country. Uh, we've only got about five uh, states uh, to go, and then we'll be in every. Uh, state in uh, the U.S., and we just picked up another country on our international scene, and that was Ghana, Africa. So we want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers from Australia, Japan, United Arab Emirates, United Kingdom, Finland, Germany, Netherlands, Canada, Dominican Republic, New Zealand, New Zealand, Albania, Germany, Ireland, Kuwait, uh, Tunisia, and Vietnam. And now we want to thank and welcome Ghana, Africa. So, Eric, we are worldwide, and uh, we're, in, of course, uh, taking care of business here in the U.S. But, folks, what we're going to talk about today in our fast break session is just, you know, the game of basketball. And the person that we have on now is somebody that, you know, has taught me a lot about the game of basketball and was able to, you know, we barnstormed. We did a lot of great things uh, as it relates to basketball. But, you know, Eric, I, w- I want you, and, and I'm going to turn the mic over to you. If you don't mind, if you'll t- tell the listeners, you know, how you, you know, how did, how did you learn about the game of basketball? How did you develop into the great player that you that you became? And just, you know, what basketball has done for you in your life? Uh, I had a couple of mentors. Uh, I've been playing since I was about five years old. 
But uh, my uncle, my mom's youngest brother, uh, he taught me the uh, real fundamentals of the game and taught me how to be tough. And then um, uh, another friend of ours, uh, of uh, my parents, and I think your parents knew him as well, uh, uh, Jake Lloyd. He actually taught me how to shoot. And uh, from then on, I just loved the game. Every chance I got, I was out there uh, shooting and practicing and uh, doing what it took to uh, to be good. I guess I was a little okay. Um, and then I had then I had some other mentors, people that I looked up to who had great games. Uh, uh, Henry Douglas Senior, uh, Darius McLaughlin, um, uh, Philip Hancock, uh, Coach Capel. Um, uh, I I tried to make my game and combine my game uh, and get a little bit from all of them. Uh, uh, Henry Douglas and Darius McLaughlin were just great uh, shooters, and they could put the ball in the basket. Uh, Philip Hancock was um, uh, he was a great defensive player, and I knew uh, a lot of times that would be my avenue to get in uh, uh, and and play for whatever team I was playing on is uh, being a stopper and playing defense. And uh, then Coach Capel, actually, uh, who I still consider to be uh, uh, the greatest passer that I've ever seen, you know, growing up in Southern Pines the way that we did. Yes, sir. You know, and, 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 and folks, here's, here's the thing that uh, is so special that uh, uh, Mr. Saunders is calling out. Uh, and those are legends. You know, anybody, you know, as I sat here and he was calling names out and, you know, some of those guys were, were older than I, well, they are, all of them are older than I am, but, you know, just being able to be the young guy on the block and, and again, uh, you know, hanging out with uh, the likes of Eric Saunders and, and learning the game and understanding the game, you know, and, and that's what was so important. And, and I think the one thing I want to capsulize what, what Eric was talking about was just, you know, how, how he learned. And, and I think that a lot of times, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Eric, jump in at any time, is I think that's the, the lost art of the game today. You know, a lot of young players, you know, don't sit down and go under the tutelage, if you will. They don't go under, I don't want to say the knife, but they don't go under the microscope and really sit down and or go to the gym and, and watch older guys play and learn from that. I mean, the guys that you called out, they were just absolutely legends. You know, and, and that's what basketball, you know, that, that's what this show is about, talking about basketball, talking about life. And I'm telling you about what what uh, what I know, uh, you know, from a from a young man that came up in Southern Pines. And, was I, again, I, I couldn't score 25 points in the closet by myself. You know, these guys allowed me to, to be a part of something special and, and just be able to, to be a friend. But what Eric is showing and, and telling everybody today is he tapped his game and he, he looked at these guys and, and was able to – you know, to, to call that out. So let me – so out of the out of the guys that you call, most of those gentlemen were guards. Am I correct? Correct. Okay, so pound for pound, if you had – and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, if you had to select two guards that you just mentioned, who do you think were the best two guards in your opinion? Uh, Darius, McLaughlin. Well – my favorite backcourt from watching people play from when we grew up in Southern Pines was always Darius and Phillip. Okay. 
you know, they 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 are the two people that uh, uh, I really tried to emulate uh, the most and incorporate what they did in my game. Uh, uh, but what separated Darius to me from everybody else was uh, he was such a magnificent shooter. Um, and he could shoot it deep. Uh, I shot okay. My strength was going to the basket. But uh, just combining what they did on the court, um, Darius on the offensive end and then Phillip on the, uh, uh, on the defensive end. Uh, but, but again, like I said, uh, uh, I, made, I made my name, you know, getting people the ball. And, and again, uh, I think back to Coach Cable. Uh, he was always um, uh, such a great passer, and uh, uh, he knew what to do and how to direct things on the court. You know, and he could get a little exotic, uh, you know, on the fast <laughs> break. And, you know, he's the first person I ever saw that uh, uh, came down and just threw the ball between his legs. And uh, the guy trailing him picked it up laid it in or did whatever he needed to do. Uh, but but the two, in my view, the two greatest guards uh, to come from where we're from uh, were Darius McLaughlin and Philip Hancock. How about that? So, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard it from none other uh, than Mr. Eric Saunders laying down the law. That's exactly what we're going to call it because, again, I, I only you know I, I only had the chance to, to see um, the late Darius uh, McLaughlin, you know, played in, in you know years and years after he was, you know, at at uh, at his all-time premier. But take it from uh, from Mr. Eric Saunders, uh, if he tells you those, that was the best backcourt tandem in Southern Pines, that was the best uh, backcourt tandem in Southern Pines. So let's talk about this. So you go, so you you played since you were five, and then all of a sudden you you break into Pinecrest, and and you guys are, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys were the first class that they played at the at the the, the James Moore Gymnasium. Am, am I correct? You're correct. In fact, the um, uh, the first game we played uh, uh, at the uh, at the gym on campus. Uh, was Scotland High School, and we lost that game. The only game uh, that I'd ever fouled out of at, in, at any level. Um, but uh, it was great. You know, it was new and uh, that rubberized floor. And, uh, of course, Pinecrest always got a lot of uh, a great support. So the gym was packed. Uh, it was a great place to play in. Um, at first, at least for me, it wasn't a great place to uh, uh, to shoot in, but as you took some time and uh, adjusted to it, uh, uh, it, it became better. You know what? But, uh, we were the first. We were the first team uh, to ever play in the James Moore uh, Gymnasium. You know, and that was 1976, folks. So when, let me just kind of frame this out real quick for him there, uh, Mr. Saunders. What people would. Uh, Mr. Saunders' reference to how the, the, the gym was made, you know, it was kind of unique how that gym was designed because you came in and you actually crossed, when you came in from the, the you, you, you paid your money to get into the gym, when you came into the gym, you actually walked across a basketball court that was running basically east to west. 
So you walked in, you crossed a full court east to west gym, uh, gym floor before you actually got to the bleachers. So I know when uh, Coach Capel was my head coach, I when, when I was a student assistant from 81 to, uh, 81 to 84, his number one goal was to make sure that you put the opposing team to the, we call it the open end, because it was such a dynamic when you go up and you'd shoot and it was no, it was no wall. So imagine, you know, you go in there for a layup and it was, it was a depth perception issue sure. that, that we always face. So we would always, first half, we'd always want to uh, go and put our opponent to the open end because we were so, you know, and, and as Eric is framing it out, we were used to playing on that court. We used to you know, being in that environment, but uh, opposing teams always struggled because we always referred to that as the open end. And as he said, uh, actually, I think it's the only rubberized floor that I've ever seen. That's the only rubberized floor that we ever played on. Uh, but when you come to Pinecrest, you were in for a treat because it was always wall to wall. Uh, we'd always had the um, I, I can't I think it was Henry McNeil who used to do the the uh, he'd call he'd do the starting lineups and he'd be out on the court and he'd be dragging that long mic. We, we didn't have cordless mics back then. You had to have it plugged into the deck. That's exactly right. <laughs> and he'd be out there and he'd have his shirt and tie and, and blazer on and he'd be making an announcement and, and introducing. But, you know, growing up in Southern Pines, it was just a great, great environment. And kind of want to kind of shift that way a little bit there, Eric, and just talk about – talk. if you don't mind, I, share with the listeners, you know, what Southern Pines meant to you, you know, the people that you knew, the environment growing up and just being able to, you know, what we did, you know, growing up in such a great town. You know, Coach, you're right. It, it was it was when we were growing up. It was a good uh, atmosphere. It was a family town. Um, you, you know, um, you had your parents, but then you had individuals in the neighborhood too who uh, uh, were were just as much your parents. You know, they looked out for you. You know, you couldn't really get away with very much because. Uh, uh, everybody knew everybody. That's right. And it was just a, uh, it was a blossoming town, and uh, uh, it was a great atmosphere to grow up in. Uh, I, I really enjoyed living in Southern Pines, and uh, and uh, you and I, and uh, some other of uh, of our friends and uh, and contemporaries. Uh, you know, we hung out, and we had uh, we had some good times. Uh, you know, just doing, just doing stuff, if you will. You know, we, you know, we just had a good time, just hanging out. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, listen, you, you young guys that's down into this episode, I'm out. Well, here, here, here's our challenge to you know what, you know, our our highlight would be, and it just you know, and and and, and Eric is right. I mean. You could come to Southern Pines and, and like you said, you, know, you we we called it riding the route. We had a, we had a route, and it was almost you know if if we were if we if we worked for uh, Amazon now or the postal service or uh, uh, UPS, we'd probably be retired because we put some miles on those cars riding the route. And we could probably I mean we you could go and Southern Pines was so great. You when you turned the block, you could name name after name after name and who lived in the house after. At the street, at the street, at the street. That was just the environment that we grew up in, and Eric's exactly right. I mean, we you know, you could go out and you could hang you you knew, you knew not to get in no trouble because as he framed it out, everybody everywhere you stopped, somebody knew you. If they didn't know Lamont Goins, they knew Eric Saunders. 
And so therefore, you know, we had that we had to walk that we had to walk that fine line again. We had a great time and, and just, you know, barnstorming. I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, these guys, like I said earlier, I couldn't score 25 points um, in, the, in the closet by myself. But these guys allowed me to be a part of something special uh, that I still cherish today. We, we were playing with a couple of guys out of Scotland County. Uh, and the name of our team was was L.A. And we always wore kind of a, a weird color, you know, T-shirt. Uh, and because and one of the ones that really stood out in my mind was the was the blue one. I would call it almost like a teal with the kind of gold, and it had L.A. And, it, and the L.A. stood for basically the Laurenburg area. That's right. And it was just guys from Southern Pines, Scotland County, uh, and we would barnstorm. I mean, we would load up and we'd go to games. And, we, and one, of the, one of the tournaments that really stands out in my mind, and jump in here, Eric, is um, we were playing at Clio, South Carolina. Oh, and, man. <laughs> so you yeah. – you know, that, <laughs> that was great. We, um, you know, of course, we were uh, with with uh, with the Longburg area team. Everybody else was from South Carolina, and we we just kind of dominated that uh, that league until uh, the championship game, and then everything just kind of fell apart. But not because of what we did or didn't do. Uh, it, it was just. Uh, it was a hometown thing, but those cats could really play. But we had some great guys that played with us as well. That's so uh, true, man. Uh, uh, who, who I, who I keep coming back to uh, uh, is Bruce Reeves. Um, to me, uh, as far as big men went, I still think he's the best big man. Uh, in, in in that area, Southern Pines, Aberdeen, where we grew up at, uh, in my mind, he's still the best big man uh, uh, that I ever played with or that I ever saw. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of some high praise, you know. You 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 think back to, you know, you were a little bit younger, but uh, uh, I was just a little bit older and could see, you know, you go back to. Uh, the very early 70s, when, when Pinecrest first opened, you know, you had Charles Waddell and Dexter Pride and uh, all those guys from uh, over in Taylortown and um, uh, Eastwood, like uh, Tony and Otis Thompson, Eddie Utley. Uh, you, know, you had all of those. I mean, they were big men, 6'5", 6'6", 6'7". But for me, Bruce was better than all of them. Right. I he could agree. jump. He could shoot it. Uh, he could handle. He wasn't selfish, but you wanted him to have the ball all the time. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what I did. When we played together, okay, I'm getting it to Bruce. Right. And, uh, but, you know, he was selfish. He, I mean, he was unselfish. Uh, he, didn't, uh, he didn't take all the shots. If you were open, he passed you the ball. And he did his thing. All around, he probably was the best big man uh, from that area that I've ever seen or played with. You know, and, and, and folks, uh, in my playing time, and again, these guys allowed me to, to be a part of something special. And for you young guys, I mean, think about what uh, Mr. Saunders just framed out uh, for you. You know, just like you said, you know, he knew who the best player was. And he wanted, as a guard, and a true point guard, uh, that Mr. Saunders was, he wanted, you know, Bruce to have the ball because he knew he was the best player on the floor, but um, being unselfish, 
you know, Bruce Reeves, who, you know, nickname was 6'5", and they said, why would why'd you call him 6'5"? Because that was, uh, that's how tall he was. And, you know, so yeah. and that was that was just Southern Pines. I mean, they gon' they gon' hand, they gon' put a nickname on you, uh, and, and it last you for a lifetime. Life. Exactly. So then, and as I told my son, and when I introduced him to Bruce Reeves, who we call six five, I said, "This is six five. I said, "But once you really know him well, you don't call him six five. You just call him six. Yeah. You know. So That's- we, <laughs> so we cut it. We cut we cut the six five down just to six. But you think about what uh, Mr. Silence is framing out there uh, for you young guys and you young uh, and and as well as your coaches, is you know understanding that you know, yeah you have a you have the the number one player on the floor, and your team recognizes that. But also that number one player recognizes and it, it's not all about him. You know. So that that's a great coaching call out, and I appreciate uh, Mr. Saunders bringing that out. Uh, on, on the show because that it is it is so important that we realize that you every team has the a better, the best player, but the best player can't the best player can't do it all because if he goes out and he has a bad game and everybody else you know and then he pulls everybody else down you know you, you may come up on the short end of the stick but you know going back to what he was saying in in, in the twilight of Bruce's career when we were barnstorming and as he and 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 when Eric calls this out I can remember we coming down and he could give he could give uh, Bruce the entry pass and into a lane and there was nobody smoother going to the left side he'd catch it and he could roll to that basket mm-hmm. and it was it was if it wasn't if it wasn't a deuce he was going to the line uh, right. And shooting and shooting free throws, but his his ball handling skills for a big man around the paint was just absolute. It was a, it was an enjoyable thing to watch uh, him with the basketball in his hands doing the things uh, that he did. But I just also want to recognize a couple other guys that we used to kind of barnstorm around a little, little bit. Uh, on that, you know, I, I think a lot of t- I think a lot about uh, Cheryl, uh Ray. Ray Thomas, uh, nick, nicknamed Sherlock, uh, he had you know, some of the biggest hands I'd ever had ever seen, and he could actually he, he could shoot, but he actually shot better when somebody was on him. Oh uh, yeah, on him. You know what was the strangest thing? Coach, <laughs> go ahead, that, go that ahead. Saw, you know, you 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 felt safer if if you didn't uh, if you didn't guard it. You didn't need <laughs> it, but but if he was if you were in his face, oh man. Oh yeah. That was that was murder. I uh, I never seen anything like it. He shot better with people in his face than he did when he was wide open. Yep. And I don't know if it was and and, and that's the truth. So you you're hearing it from you hearing it from the guest, Mr. Eric Saunders, and you're hearing it from Coach Goins, uh, live on the show that this you know this 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 man uh, back when we played, he actually shot better when somebody was guarding him than he did when he was when he was by himself. But it was such, you know, and I don't want to, you know, start dropping names and because I don't want to leave somebody out, you know. But there were so many guys that you know we would just load up, and we had a great time, great relationship. And and here's the thing that was when I, when I look back on it now, you know, me I just turned 51 last week, and I stop and I think about that thing, and I was like, man, we he was he was grown men. You know, most of us, most of them had families, you know, and we could roll out and we could play ball. And, you know, we never, there was never any argument, never any, you know, backbite, never any, you know, man, I don't understand. I mean, we just would roll in the gym and take care of business. Uh, and, I, and I go back to, i never forget when we, when we were playing uh, in Cloud, South Carolina, we came in and we were sitting down in, in the gym together. And I heard somebody say, hey, that, that's the boy from Southern Pines. All of them can shoot it. <laughs> I, I, don't, 
I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember sit, walking in the gym and sitting there because the a game was going on, and I don't know if we were up next, but we we were playing that day, and we sat down, and somebody said, "That's them boys from Southern Pine." They said, "All of them can shoot it." And but you know, you're right, and they they did that because um, um, the guys from down there in Clio, uh, uh, the brothers Greg and Anthony, right? They, um, you know, they played in the league in the. Uh, in the rec league that we had in Southern Pine, so they knew what we could do. And uh, uh, it, it, it was a chore with some of the people that we had uh, on some of those barnstorming teams. Uh, it was a chore for people to beat us. You know, we had some really, we had some really dynamic people yeah. uh, that we played with. And I'm like you, you know, you don't, you don't want to miss, you know, uh, drop too many names because you, uh, uh, you might miss somebody, but, you know, I'm going to throw a name at you also from uh, a person closer to your age and from your era um, that I enjoy playing with, uh, Godfrey Wilson. Right. Oh, yeah. Woo. Godfrey could shoot it, but uh, but he could handle it. He, he had the best handle of anybody I ever saw around Southern Pines. Um, but sometimes with playing with him, he would just kind of um, back up a bit and, uh, you know, maybe defer to me. And I told him, I said, look, I'm running this thing. When I give it to you, I want you to shoot it. Right. That's why I'm passing it to you. <laughs> you can shoot. That, so don't don't pass it back. I'll, right. I'll do what I need to do. What I need for you to do is when I throw it to you, you put it in the basket. How about that? How about that? But he 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 really could uh could play. But that was the thing about Southern Pines, though. Uh, if you go from the era that uh, that I mentioned and talked about, that I know the best uh, from the uh, the late seventies all the way through to uh, uh, the late eighties, uh, we had some great guards run through Southern Pines. Yes, you did. Uh, had some great big people too. Uh, what was unique about the big people in uh, in that area is that they could all shoot. They were beautiful jump shooters. Um, like I said, people like Bruce Reeves, who, like I said, I think he's the best all around big man that I've seen come out of Southern Pines. His brother, his older brother Walter, uh, was a great shooter, left handed. Shot it from the corner. Uh, to me, he wasn't as athletic as Bruce, but he could shoot it. Uh, the person that I thought had the most beautiful jump shot was Ricky Ghost. Okay. It, it was it was just beautiful. Uh, sitting in the corner, and he just turned it loose. It, it was picture perfect. I mean, uh, like the night that he scored, um, which is still the school record at that, Pine Creek. Yes, where it he is. Scored, uh, 50 points down at 71st. 50 points. You know, and I had the opportunity to see Rick last uh, uh, last weekend uh, when I was in uh, at Coach Capel's funeral. Right. And he, he, he still he still looks well, and that's the first the first thing I thought about when I saw him. I was like, I was like, man, Rick. And again, you know, your mind just runs to, you know, he still holds, and I, I don't think it ever be broken. I really don't. Right. Uh, you know, because you you look at the players that played since 
when he set the record, and then you look at the players that played since then. I don't, you know, it, it it will be a long, long time before you get anybody to come through Pinecrest. That, that just like you said, from the '80s, from the t- basically you go from I'm gonna call it from the '69 when the school first opened, okay. all all the way up to the to the mid. I'm gonna say the last dominating class was probably class of '87, which was Antonio Johnson. Yeah, 80, 86, I 80, think. Yeah, 86. Okay, yeah, that's right, because I was 84, right? 80, the class right. of 86. So that was Antonio Johnson. That was uh, uh, Ken Spencer. Spencer. Right. And, you know, and, and, and that's the thing, and I'm going. You know, I'm glad you called those names. I'm going to call this out. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that I, I, I learned from Coach Capel was, you know, he had, he had two sophomores on that team, which was Ken and Antonio. And his philosophy was, if I have sophomores on the varsity, they will be starting. Right. Or they don't come up. And here's right. the thing I want to call out to all the coaches, and, 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 again, I'm not stepping on anybody's toes because, you know, you, you, you know, am, am I guilty of drinking the, uh, the Coach Cape Kool-Aid? Yeah, I am because that's, that's who taught me basketball. That's who I was around the most. And when I saw that, and then you, and then you fast forward it, uh, those guys were sophomores, and you fast-forward it to their seniors. One went to Wake Forest University on a, on a full-year basketball scholarship, and the other one went to Pembroke uh, University of North Carolina at Pembroke on a four-year scholarship. So that's my, that's my stone. That's my, that's my anchor. That's my foundation to be able to say if they're a sophomore and they're on the varsity, they will be starting because they're that good. And then right. you, you fast-forward it. And then you land it, and then now next thing you know, hey, here's two guys that uh, that went on to play college basketball, uh, and uh, that played at Pinecrest as sophomores. So you know what? It, it, it's so good, and I'm enjoying this. But Eric, let me let me take it. I, I got to drop in a quick commercial, uh, and just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Act Sports. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Act Sports that is our. Um, sports program here in Augusta County uh, and again go to playactsports.com we are right in the middle of we just cranked up basketball uh, so happy uh, we actually broke a record we're up 60 percent so we've got a hundred and about 141 kids uh, in our rec program and go from age six to 15 and right now we're looking at about eight or nine travel teams uh, so our plate is definitely full, but we just want to thank uh, our um, continued supporters of uh, Act Sports. And just uh, for your recreation uh, needs, please visit uh, playactsports.com. Uh, we, you know, again, right after we finish up basketball, uh, they'll be uh, going back into volleyball. We did baseball. We have track and field. Uh, flag football, volleyball for girls, and then hopefully next year we'll get in. Uh, we'll start up a little bit of wrestling, but uh, yeah, we're we staying pretty busy. But I uh, just want to make sure that we got uh, get get them the uh, advertisement that they need, and we appreciate their continued support. So, hey, Eric, as we start transitioning uh, back into, um, I want to kind of kind of shift into when we used to used to hit some hit some ball games, and folks, and when I say this. Uh, you know, my mind ran, ran back uh, the other day, and of course, as as I'm sitting in the service, uh, Coach Cape, you know, things just come up, you know, that, and when you're going through that kind of stuff, and if I had, if for me personally, that's you know, I'm, my mind runs back, and and there were so many times that uh, Mr. Saunders and I would jump in the car, and wherever Fayetteville State was playing, that's where we would be, you know, whether if it was in Cumberland County, if it was in Durham. We'd be headed to uh, to either see Central and Fayetteville State play, 
uh, and we stopped by Mr. Allen's uh, store and, and either get a fish sandwich or a pork chop sandwich for the road, uh, and we would put it in the wind. Oh man! And 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 go to those games, and there you, you just don't realize, man, how many times you know. And, and my mind was running back, you know, last weekend with all of that stuff. But uh, if you don't mind, just you know, just kind of you know, share your experience, and as, as we were kind of doing a little bit of not not playing, but just going to going to ball games. Oh man, that was that was a treat. You know, you and I would touch bases, and okay, well, where's Fayetteville State playing at? And uh, of course, they didn't have their uh, facility. Uh, on campus, uh, when we were going to watch him play, when Coach Cable was the coach, we go to the old Cumberland County Arena, and and of course uh, at that time, uh, uh, Coach had Daryl Armstrong on that team and uh, Sherman Pride, and uh, and it's just like you said, uh, wherever Fayetteville State was at and playing, uh, we went. Uh, we 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 went to our fair share of games. It was. It was a blast. Uh, they had some talented teams, too. Uh, but uh, I go back to something that you said earlier, uh, uh, a comment that you made about uh, are you uh, are you drinking the Coach Capel Kool-Aid? Well, uh, well, I feel like uh, uh, I've, I've drunk it, too. He never coached me, uh, but that's probably my one regret uh, as a ball player, and especially as a ball player coming through Pinecrest, uh, maybe not having him coach me. Uh, he, he was a smart guy, uh, a good strategist. Uh, he was well-connected. Uh, you know, even, even uh, folks in the area, uh, he knew who the players were. Exactly. You know, even even people, you know, when he was coaching um, at Pinecrest, you know, by the time he started, uh, obviously I had been out of school for several years by then. But uh, but even even people in the street, he knew uh, he knew who the ball players were. He was uh, he was probably as good a judge of talent uh, from where we're from as I probably have ever seen. So, uh, so I'm 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 a little like you. I, I I'm drinking the I'm drinking the Kool Aid a bit uh, <laughs> of, of Coach K for myself. You know what? And 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 I, I, you know and though that that's that's exactly right. You know what I mean just uh, um you know when having opportunity to, to hit those games and 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 I had the opportunity to talk to uh, and see Daryl uh, last weekend. I had you know think about you know he was a he he was a rookie in the NBA when he was 26 years old. Right. And then he finished, I think he played, you know, 10, 11 years for the Orlando Magic and finishing uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. Orlando, uh, Orlando Magic, now he's with uh, the Dallas Mavericks. And he's been coaching in the NBA for almost 10, 11 years. You know, so what a great, great career. Uh, he, he took the service very hard um, when, we were, when we were all down. And, uh, you know, my mind was, you know, going out and uh, touching base, um, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, Things like that, and, and that's what that's what life is about, and that's why basketball. That's why the title of our show, basketball, more in the game. Everything that you know, Eric and I did, you know, going up and down, you know, you know, shooting some, shooting some, um, you know, gas in the car and jumping and barnstorming and playing ball, and then going to basketball games. You know that that was just that was just a great time in, in my life, 
and it was a green and there was nothing and it would be there was nobody I'd rather do that with uh, than my great friend uh, uh, Eric Saunders. You know, and as we travel around and folks and what I'm telling you, young guys, is guys that you play with, you know, you need to make sure you keep that relationship going, keep to keep it open uh, and be able to have that dialogue. Because when you become you know, like me, I just turned 51 last Sunday and you know, as I sit around and, and my mom's up visiting and then she says, you know, you you know, be what? And I say, Mom, I'm 51. I mean, she says, you what? wait a minute. Are you how old? I said, Mom, I'm 51. You know, and that's the, you know, and that's the thing that you know, when you stop and, and you look and just grateful to grateful to see it and the fine people, you know, that we grew up with in, uh, in Southern Pines and the coaches that we were, you know, I, and I put it this way. We were very, very blessed uh, to grow up in the area that we grew up uh, and go to the school that we went to and have the connections that we did uh, on the court as well as off the court. And that's what makes it. So special. And then when you get notes, just like I got a note from uh, Eric uh, the other day and just, you know, telling me about, you know, he's listening to the show and how much he enjoyed it. And then, and that's when all of a sudden I had an aha moment. And I'm like, how can I do this? And how can I have the show and not reach back and, and have one of the main guys that's so been so instrumental in the development of so many guys coming behind him? And that's the thing that, you know, that, that I love about this guy is, you know, no matter, you know, like I said, you couldn't score 25 in the closet, but these guys allowed me to be a part of something special. You know, to go to the go to the park on Sunday, and I, I'll capture this and I'll toss it back there. In our hometown, we had a park, Southern Pines Park, which was right next to the police station. On Sunday, you would turn that corner, and it was it it was it, it was as if Michael Jordan was playing LeBron. It'd be that many people out there, but that's that's what we did. You know, now when you ride through townships, you don't see that anymore. You know, and that was that was the that was the mecca. And I can remember, you know, I turned that corner and I'd be looking. Now your car, you, you had a blue. What was the what was the make of your car? It was. Uh, what was I driving then? Because I, I know you you had your gray Poo, the the Peugeot, but you very seldom drove that to the park. You always would drive your your I, I call it your runabout car. Oh, your, okay, the blue bomber. Yes, yeah. sir. The blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I it. Yeah. Yes, sir, yeah. folks. Yeah. He, he come there. He 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 be coming down Pennsylvania Avenue, window down, and his all. He he always drove with his arm out the window. Wow, you remember that? <laughs> oh hell yeah, because I if, if I if I was coming one way, you going down there. I could tell. So here comes Eric because he come down and have his arm. He'd have his arm hanging out the window, not on the windowsill, but it was out the window down beside the down beside the driver's door, and he and he'd blow and he'd wave, or we'd pull over, or do whatever do whatever we have to do. Uh, yeah. But it was always it was always great to great to see him, no matter uh, whether I was home for the holidays or whether I was. Uh, well, again, it's just there's no place uh, like your hometown, growing up and meeting great people uh, like this. I, I, I'll uh, I'll toss this out, then I'm gonna kick it over to uh, Mr. Saunders for uh, as we start wrapping this thing out. And I'm I'm just gonna sh- share this with you, uh, folks. And you know, there's always times in your life. Uh, you know that you, as a young person, and and, and you make, um, you know, you make moves and you make positions and 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 you do things. And you know, one of the first times I bought a brand new car, first time I'd ever bought a brand new car, and I was so excited, man. And I get this car, and then Eric had Eric and I had been talking about, it and I think we had me even driven up on a lot a couple of times and taking a look at this car. I said, man, I really like to have this car. So I went on and. Pull the trigger, and I want you to know the first place I rolled up to was 
my friend Eric Saunders' house. I pulled, knocked on the door, and I never forget. He came to the door. He said, "Man, what are you doing at home? Um, down doing the wig." I said, "Man, take a look out in the yard." And next thing I know, we rolling down the. I said, "Man, go and get go and get up under the wheel." And we and he took that thing for a spin, and we were coming down through well, on the route as we call it. And we ran another one, our buddies uh, Tyrone Wallace, and he knew. He knew as soon as he seen that car coming through, he knew who it was. But uh, you know, and though, and those are the things. I just wanted to frame that out, Eric. That was uh, man. You know, I remember that Lamont because I'm thinking to myself. You know, okay, at the time you were living in uh, in Waysburg. Yes, sir. You were a probation officer, and you know, now you came home every weekend, or if we had something going on, you know, where we were playing. Uh, Playing in a league or barnstorming or something, you you shoot in like that. But I'm thinking, man, this is the middle of the week. What is Lamont doing here? <laughs> and you bought that car. Oh man, uh, if that car could talk, if that car could talk, yes, sir, yes, sir, man. Yeah, a lot of good times and took a lot of good trips in that car. So. Yes, sir. Yes, we did. Yes, we did, man. So listen, hey, folks. You know what? I just want to. Go ahead and start uh, start to wrap up on this thing. And first of all, Eric, I just want to again um, just thank you for who you are. Uh, every every step of the way, you've always and you've always walked with integrity. You've always been a, a, a man's man, and you know you're you know a dynamite father, outstanding husband, and just a true leader in every sense of the word, and, and a true friend of not just you know Lamont Goins, but a true friend of everybody that comes in contact with. You know, a lot, a lot of people go through life. And a lot of people can say, you know, this and say this about this person, about this person, but you will never, ever talk to anybody that doesn't hold Eric Saunders in, in high regard. And I certainly appreciate uh, your time and, and your talent and, again, your friendship. So with that, I'm going to toss it over to you, Eric, So for your closing comments. Uh, anything that, that's on your heart, it, it, uh, you have the mic. Well, Coach, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I appreciate everything that you said. Uh, I just try to be me. Uh, that's all I've ever been really good at. So I figure why uh, uh, why mess with something that's not broken? But, uh, uh, you know, I could say the same about you. You've always been a faithful person, a true friend. Um, you know, you, you never forget me. Uh, uh, and uh, that means a lot, uh, going through life and then especially seeing you uh, – uh, grow as a, a young man and uh, with your family and everything that you've done and pursued. Uh, um, uh, I may not have had a big part in it, but uh, uh, I just feel honored that uh, that you continue to share uh, your life and your experiences uh, uh, with me uh, when you really didn't have to. And, uh, and whereas in my view, sometimes uh, I'm not really uh, worthy of that, uh, but uh, I thank you. No, uh, I thank you for just being my friend. You know what? And that, and that's uh, and that's what it's about, folks. And that's the title of the show. Uh, Basketball is more than the game, uh, and when uh, and when you realize it's more than the game, uh, you'll get the true understanding, and you understand why we do what we do. As I say. You know we're on the grind. So when I'm out, and and and, and I appreciate those uh, those words uh, from uh, my friend uh, Eric Saunders, folks. When I'm when when he says that, think about when when I'm out and have an opportunity to go to this ball game, that ball game. 
I may be there, but my guys are there with me in spirit. Because as I travel, I try to bring this stuff back. I try to make expose as many people around this stuff. That's why we do this podcast. That's why the podcast is free. Uh, this show will air Sunday, this coming Sunday. Uh, it'll be up on the YouTube channel so people can tie in. And not just, you know, it, 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 it's a conversation. You know, it's not an interview. It's two old friends sitting down talking about how the game of basketball has blessed them as we continue to go down through this life. So on behalf of uh, my great friend, Mr. Eric Saunders uh, from Southern Pines, uh, originally from Southern Pines now, uh, living in the capital city of Raleigh, uh, North Carolina, and uh, and from your host, Coach Goins, uh, as we always say, I close it at our uh, scripture verse, John 14 and 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. 